Welcome on back into the Sling Sports Podcast with your host, Jake Finnerty, and your co-host, Wally McKeon. Wally, how are we doing? I'm good, Jake. How about you? Good. We're uh, we're in a little bit of uh, a different area this time. We're doing it over Zoom today. Yeah, we're, we're on spring break. We're living our separate lives, coming in from you and PA, me and Vermont. Um, but we're getting it done. I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be I'm, a good one. I'm so ready for this. We've been building up to this March madness. The brackets came out Sunday. What, what are you thinking? I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is going to be the most unpredictable, insane tournament of all time. I think there are more teams that could win the championship uh, than ever before. Um, top to bottom, this tournament is loaded with fantastic college basketball teams. And I am really, really excited for Thursday at 12.15 to roll around to get this tournament started. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. This is a, it's a great, great tournament. So many great teams in this bracket, even in the play-in, uh, there's so many great teams. Uh, the, those games start tonight and tomorrow. Um, by the time you're going to be hearing this, two of the games would have already been played, but you know, it's just going to be just going to be a great, great uh, tournament this year. But before we actually get into talking about the games, breaking down the regions, come on, man. What have you been doing on your spring break? What's your highlight of the week? Highlight of the week so far. I got home from for spring break last Thursday, so I've been home for five days now. Um, I've been my grandparents multiple times, and it has been awesome to spend some time with them. Came over for lunch last week. I went and visited them yesterday, and it's just been great to have some family time overall, um, see their smiling faces. It, it has been awesome. How about you? What's, what's, what's been going on? What's been going on in good old Scranton? Well, it's always, it's always uh, great to be with some family. Uh, I've, I've been the same. I've been with, with my family, with my friends, with all the people that I love uh, recently. Like I said last week, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade was supposed to happen on Saturday. It actually got snowed out. We had a ton of snow. What? So now it's no. pushed, hey, hey, now it's pushed to this Saturday. Luckily, we're still gonna be on break, so I'll be here for it. Be able to be with okay, some family good. again, the people that I love. Good. Can't wait to can't wait to get into that. But awesome. that's not the only big thing happening this weekend. March madness. And a tournament of madness it will be. Where where do you where do you want to start here? Like we we've got a stacked bracket. Like I feel like there's no better place to start than out with our number one overall seed in the West, Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I think that's Georgia a fantastic State. place to start. Yeah. Yeah, Gonzaga's playing Georgia State in their first matchup. That's the first matchup here on the bracket. Easily. We gotta be taking. I don't Gonzaga. think we need to discuss it. Yeah, Gonzaga. Yeah, we got no offense it. to uh, what's what's the name of the Georgia State head coach? Harper. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too sure. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it, King. Oh, never mind. They don't even have the guy anymore. That's so sad. Remember the Georgia State head coach who had his. I'm pretty sure his son Harper. Oh, last name Harper, yeah. Um, and he fell off of the chair, had I his broken remember. leg, and everything. And they beat uh, Baylor in their 14 seed. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, not I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to get that luck this time. The Zags are too I good. So. We'll talk about them a little bit yeah. later, more in depth. But Gonzaga is going, taking this game easy. 
Next, yeah, we got a nice eight nine matchup here. We got Boise State against Memphis. I will say now the eight nine matchups historically are a literal toss up. It is 50 50 the split between the two of them. Um, I'm high on Memphis just because they uh, dominated against Houston the last game of the regular season. They lost to Houston in the American final, um, conference final, but I'm very high on Memphis. They were a top 25 team in the preseason AP poll. Um, I see them getting by Boise State, not to discredit them. And I'll also say now the Mountain West Conference, which Boise State won, that conference is surprisingly good. There are some strong teams in there. Three other teams are in the NCAA tournament, um, but I will be taking Memphis. See, like you said, it's literally 50-50. I think Penny Hardaway's squad in Memphis is just so good right now, so talented. They've got a a real good hot streak going, a nice game against Houston. Um, Momentum, we're going to talk about it all all episode. Momentum's a huge going into the tournament. I think Memphis has a lot of it. I think they're going to take – take care of Boise state as although yeah. that Boise state team is very good. Uh, like you said, that mountain West conference is not a joke. They've got multiple teams in this, in this tournament, but you know, Memphis, I think they're, they're that squad. They, they, they're going to take care of business in their first game. Oh. Funny that we talk about literal 50, 50 matchups though, because that's how I feel about five and 12 matchups. You never know I, who's going to, who's going to take it. And that's why with this game, Connecticut-UConn against New Mexico State, I'm actually going with the 12 seed here. I'm going with New Mexico State. So you said the literal toss-up of the 5-12s. That's what it's been for the last, uh, I don't know the exact statistics, but for the past 10 years, um, 12 seeds are beating 5 seeds more than 35% of the time, I believe. Um, Very large majority. And for me... I was a little disappointed in the five twelves this year. I think some of the 12 seeds are seeded a little higher than they should be not to knock on New Mexico state, but I think they should be a 13. I thought 12 was a little bit high for them. And we'll get to this next matchup with Vermont. I think Vermont could have been a 12, for example, Chattanooga um, on the other side of the bracket, they could have been a 12. So for me, we'll get, I'll get into five twelves. But for me, with UConn, they played very strong um, in the Big East this year. They had a nice rebound year as the five seed. I am taking UConn um, just due to New Mexico State playing, being seeded a little bit above their level, I think. All right. So I, that's our that's our first uh, dispute here so far. Is <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be plenty more of that to come. But like you like yeah. you hinted at, the Vermont matchup, they're going against Arkansas in the four and 13 seed in the West. I will say, I, I also, obviously, I'm from Vermont. I live in Vermont. So there's a little bit of bias in me. But the Vermont Catamounts, I'd like to point out, won all three of their conference tournament games in the America East by more than 30 points. They blew through that conference. They've lost one game since December. They are one of the oddest teams in the country. They shoot the three ball well. They've got a surprising amount of size for a school in Burlington, Vermont. And um, their defense, their defense is fantastic. It's top 10 in the country. Um, They will certainly give Arkansas a fit. I also, it is worth noting that Arkansas all time 
when they're seated one through six, they're 11 and 0. They've never lost a game in program history when they are seated one through six. However, I think that this is the year that Arkansas loses as a one through six. I am taking Vermont. I think they are going to make some noise. We'll get further in when we get to the round of 32. I'm taking Vermont to pull third and four over Arkansas. You know, I think there's a little uh, home state bias there. Um, Arkansas, I, I, admit, I admit there might be a little bias. I, I will admit that. Arkansas has been one of the teams I've kept my eye on ever since they beat Kentucky, uh, actually. I think it was a, a couple – it was two or three weeks ago, like right before right before the season was, was ending. Um, and they've been, they've just been on a hot streak even before that. Uh, they were a very, they were a very good team, a very good offensive team as well. Um, it's, I mean, that stat that you, that you had mentioned 11 and oh, when they're seated one through six, that's insane. I think that that'll hold true. And I think, I think they'll win their first game against Vermont. All right, next we've got Alabama against Rutgers or Notre Dame at the 11 seed. And this one pains me. Because it was two, it was two weeks ago that I said Notre Dame was going to make their Elite Eight run, and I think ever since I said that, they've lost every single game that they've played. It's it hurts me to to say that, but it's just with that, I think Alabama is that team we talked. I, I talked a high amount about how the SEC conference is just so good in in basketball this year. They're such a force to be reckoned with. I think Alabama is very good. I think they're a great team to watch. And them at that sixth seed, I wouldn't take them. I wouldn't take them lightly. I think that they're gonna they're gonna make a little bit of a run if you if you stick with us and and hear what what I gotta say about them later. But I'm going Alabama. Um, as you said, Notre Dame has completely just collapsed. Two weeks ago, they were looking at the at the seven or eight seed line. They were high up there. And now they're in the plane. They fell to the bubble so fast. Um, I think Rutgers will beat them. I don't think there will be any issue with that. Rutgers will get through. And I also think Rutgers is going to pull an upset over Alabama because they have beaten so many top 25 teams this season. So many teams that are in the tournament. They've beaten Iowa. They've beaten Purdue. They've beaten Michigan. They have beaten plenty of good teams. They are battle-tested. The Big Ten has a number of teams in the uh, tournament this year. They have been through it all. They've played a tough schedule. I think that they can pull off the upset against Alabama. Well, Rutgers is a scary team. Um, that's why... I See, I was hesitant because, you know, Rutgers isn't playing. I think Rutgers will beat Notre Dame, actually. Notre Dame won't make it uh, to this game. But, like, I, I just think this Alabama team is different. Like, I think that they're a very talented team. Like, Ron, Ron Harper Jr. and Rutgers is great. They're a great team. They've beaten so many great teams. But I just think watching SEC basketball – is a lot different than watching Big Ten basketball this year because Big Ten basketball just seemed like it was wide open. Everyone was beating everyone. Like Penn State almost made it to that Big Ten final. It was a really weird season in the Big Ten. So as as good as Rutgers looked, I really don't know if they're going to be able to pull off an upset against Alabama. We'll see. That's why we're doing this. We'll see. <laughs> uh, 
but moving to the next game, uh, we've got Texas Tech against Montana State. Do we really have to say much here? Tech. Texas Tech. Roll I think tech. we're just gonna. I think we're just gonna leave it at that. Red Raiders. Forward. Red Raiders. Move forward. Um, next, we've got Michigan State and Davidson. Another, another case here where I'm not really trusting these Big Ten teams. Um, Davidson, I think, is a sneaky good team. Uh, Atlantic Ten. Michigan State, I just, I really don't have much faith in them because of how shaky they've been this year. It's just been up and down. You know, nothing really too consistent. Uh, I'm going with Davidson with the upset. I agree with you. I'm picking Davidson as well. They got an at-large bid from the A-10 after losing the conference tournament against Richmond. Um, But I will say games like this are what make me nervous in March. These teams like Michigan State, these power power schools um, with a coach like Tom Izzo, they can make a run at any given moment. We saw it with UCLA last year, going all the way to the final four as an 11 seed. This, this game makes me nervous. Um, I'm picking Davidson, but I'm on edge about it. I do think Michigan State could get by Davidson and transitioning to that. The next game, which is Duke versus Cal State Fullerton, I think we can say now we're going Duke. Easily Duke. Um, Easily Duke. So moving on to the round of 32, I think with this Duke team, which again is number two seed, a lot of people believe that two seed was a little bit high. Mainly Tennessee, I think, should have been on the two line, winning the SEC tournament. They're playing I, I some of the best ba- that statement. Yes. Some of the best basketball in the country. Um, so I think I like Michigan State against Duke more than I like Davidson against Duke, strictly because of the Tom Izzo Coach K matchup. Um, but again, I'm sticking with Davidson. I think Duke will beat Davidson, um, but I do. It's important to watch. There's a story there. Michigan State getting through. They could fight against Duke. Yeah, I think if Michigan State wins that game, then Duke is honestly in for a rude awakening. Uh, sort of similar yeah. to the ACC, just all the ACC games that they played in that tournament. They it seemed like they were in like these battles in the trenches every single game, at least ever since the Syracuse game, it seemed like that. Um, I think that Michigan State, like you said, Izzo with the experience, uh, I think that's that would play a bigger factor into helping them boost up and beat Duke in that next round. But I just don't know if they can get past that Davidson team. And with this matchup of us having Duke and Davidson together, I'm I'm taking Duke against Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. Moving up again, I'm high on this Alabama team. I'm very high on them and I'm taking them over Texas tech. Mm. I'm going to do the exact opposite and I'm taking Texas tech. I think I'm a huge fan of defense in March. I think these defensive teams that are giving up less than 63 points per game, there's a select few of them and the select few that are in this tournament they are able to control the pace of the game. They dominate the glass, the paint. Texas Tech is one of those teams. Um, I am high on Texas Tech. I think that they will beat, uh, well, for me, actually, beat Rutgers. But if they face Alabama, I think they'll beat Alabama as well. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know. I just think it's something about the SEC this year. 
they've got fight. I think that I'm I'm really high on most of those teams in that conference. I think that they've they've got a good chance to go go pretty far. Uh, here it's I mean it's going to get a little weird with us arguing this one because we had we just picked different ones, but yeah, this, yeah, in this matchup. But I had Arkansas against New Mexico State. Arkansas, I mean, New Mexico State will be good enough to win that first game, but they're not a team. I don't think they're the team to make the Cinderella run this year. I think that they're going to fall a little bit short against Arkansas. And again, SEC basketball, Arkansas takes it. I agree with the upset idea. I think UVM's run comes to an end rather quickly. I have Connecticut going through off to the Sweet 16. All right, and uh, we've got Gonzaga against Memphis as our as our last game in the round of thirty two. Um, both Boise State and Memphis, depending on who wins that eight nine toss up, either of them could be uh, trouble for Gonzaga. I also think this game is going to be the most difficult game Gonzaga has in their region. If they can get through this, I think they can get to the Final Four. Um, Memphis in particular, just due to them having a bit more talent, being able to measure up with Gonzaga on the offensive end a little better, um, that will make that game closer. I do think Gonzaga pulls it out, but this game, whoever they play, will be significantly closer than people think. I also think Gonzaga gets this gets this win uh, against – well, I picked Memphis, but uh, – it's going to be a scary game for Gonzaga, especially as a first weekend game. Um, yeah. This team is good. This Memphis team is good. Uh, both Memphis and Boise State play at a little bit of a slower pace, and that really kills Gonzaga. Um, they struggle against teams like that. And with them being able to rival on the offensive side of the ball, I think – It'll be a dogfight for Gonzaga, no pun intended, but I think I think Gonzaga will will win here. Yeah. In the Sweet 16 in the West, we have Gonzaga against I have Arkansas, you have Connecticut. Um, yeah. I think Gonzaga pulls it out here again. Uh, if Gonzaga, like you said, if Gonzaga gets past that round of 32 game, I think they've got a Final Four run in, in their in yeah. their future. I agree. They're looking good. If they, even if it's Arkansas, Connecticut, or go back, New Mexico State, Vermont, either of them, I think Gonzaga gets through without any issues. Yeah, agreed. And then we've got Duke and Alabama. Well, I've got Alabama. You have Texas Tech. Got Texas Tech. Yes. So, again, I don't know how much I could stress this. I'm really high on the SEC. I'm really high on Alabama. I'm taking Alabama with the upset over Duke. I think their offense. I am taking. I think their offense is great, and I just think Duke is going to get is going to get overmatched. To be completely honest with you, the ACC is good, but the SEC is is tough and gritty, and every single game you play in that conference is going to be tough. And Duke hasn't really faced a team like that yet. So I think they're going to be in for that rude awakening and they're going to get bounced in the tournament. Coach K's coach K doesn't make it past the first weekend. 
Or no, thinking sorry, of past the Sweet 16. Speaking of toughness, I'm going with Texas Tech to beat Duke. And the uh, Big 12 has been a very tough conference all throughout this season. If you watch the Texas Tech-Kansas game, that was a close game for the majority of it. Kansas out pulled it out in the end, and the final score was a little bit wider than what the game was. But they were going back and forth possession after possession for a good 35-plus minutes. Um, and I think that tension, being able to pull games out, stay with it, for an entire game with Texas Tech and their style of play on defense. I think it'll give Duke on the offensive end a number of troubles. Um, I think they'll be able to shut down Paulo. AJ Griffin will have a rough game. I think Texas Tech will pull it out over Duke. So our Elite Eight matchups in the West, mine is Gonzaga and Alabama, and yours is Gonzaga and Texas Tech. Texas Tech. We're going to let them sit there for now. We'll come back. We'll come back, though. We're going we're gonna to head over to another region. We're going to head over on the other side of the bracket. We're going to go to the south. Starting from the top, we've got Arizona against – I think Bryant is going to win this game. I think Bryant wins the play. No against her right state. <laughs> I'm uh, – I, I love Bryant. I've got – as I said on the last podcast, I've got friends that go to Bryant – Peter Kiss is a menace to society. He brings a smile to my face watching him play, leading scorer. But I don't think Bryant measures up very well with Arizona I do not think, at all. I do not think Bryant measures up against Arizona. Arizona's going to overmatch them. We could just yep. leave it at that. Bryant just doesn't, doesn't really have it. Uh, next, we've got Seton Hall against TCU. Another 8-9. Um, I'm taking Seton Hall. I think TCU lost their first round uh, game in the Big 12 tournament, or maybe first or second round game in the Big 12 tournament. It's a little bit of a cold streak um, and building off of momentum. Not that Seton Hall was amazing in the Big East tournament, but they're coming in a little bit warmer. And because of that, I'm taking Seton Hall. Uh, Same reason. I'm also going Seton Hall in that game. Uh, next we've got five twelve scary. We've got Houston UAB. Now mm-hmm. Houston has been a little bit shaky. They're one of the worst free throw shooting teams in all of college basketball as well, which is not working in their favor. But as you hinted at, at before, a couple of these twelve seeds look like they are a little bit too high. Um, I don't think UAB has enough to beat this Houston team. I think Houston overmatches them, gets the win. I will say, again, I don't think UAB should be a 12. I think they kind of came out of nowhere. They should have been in the 13 line. But they do score tied for the sixth most points per game. They score over 80 points per game. And Houston is on the opposite end of that defensively. They are one of the best defensive teams in the country in a very tough American athletic conference. Um, so if UAB shoots their mind, shoots the ball out of their minds and has an amazing game and can put push for 80, which I don't think will happen, UAB can be in it, but I don't think that'll happen. Houston, Houston will come through because of the defense. Agreed. Next, we've got a team that you said should be higher before, Chattanooga against Illinois. 
I am very high on Chattanooga, um, partially just because of the buzzer beater in their conference final. Um, and you know, when you're hot, you're hot. And because of that, I'm gonna take Chattanooga to pull off the upset over Illinois. Illinois has been shaky this season as well. They had a rough go in the Big Ten tournament. I'm taking Chattanooga to pull the upset. Uh, I'm going to be on the opposite side of that. I think Illinois will get it together in their first game. They'll pick it up. They're a four seed. They'll realize why they're there. Um, you said they've been shaky. The entire Big Ten has been shaky. I think Illinois will put it together and, and get that first win. Uh, although moving on to the next game, Sticking with another really shaky Big Ten team is Michigan against Colorado State. I'm actually um, going with Colorado State in this matchup. Good. Good. I do I not think Michigan not should be in Michigan the tournament. What'd you say? I don't think Michigan should be in the tournament at all. Um, they're 17 and 14. They had a they had one of the uh, hardest schedules in the country but they didn't win the majority of those games. Just because you play tough teams doesn't mean you're a tournament-worthy team. I don't think they should be in. I think Texas A&M should have been in. They certainly shouldn't have had a bye. They should have been in the play-in tournament. Um, because of that, I'm taking Colorado State. I don't think Michigan should be in the tournament. See, I just think that, like you said, with the play-in thing as well, I, I would have honestly thought that they'd give Notre Dame the the by the like just the straight up 11 seed over Michigan because Notre Dame was still ended I think third in the ACC yeah like they the ACC, they didn't, ACC they didn't, is what four four teams four or five teams five, in the tournament? they've got a I believe five yeah but they didn't have a terrible season it was just that at like right at the end there they couldn't put it together so I'm not really big on Michigan you know everything with Jawan Howard as well was you know, very unprofessional. Um, yeah. We're not going to go into that here, though. Uh, they they lose first <laughs> round. Shouldn't have been in. Uh, next, we've got a very good SEC team in Tennessee against Longwood. Uh, yeah, no offense to Longwood. Tennessee, Tennessee's playing their best basketball of the season. They're one of the best teams in the country right now. Hottest team in the country, arguably. And they should have been a two seed. They got robbed being a three. I think they'll blow through Longwood without any issue. I also believe the Knowles will take care of business in this first game and move on. Hottest team, hottest team in the country right now. I could easily say that. Next, we have Ohio State against Loyola Chicago. Everyone is high on Sister Jean and the Ramblers from Loyola Chicago. And I love it. I love it year after year. The final four run um, made to the Sweet 16 last year, knocked off one seed Illinois. I think that magic is not there this year. This team is a lot less talented than those teams in years past, in particular, um, missing out on Crutwig, who's the big man in the middle of the court. Not having that size is going to be an issue for Loyola Chicago. And Ohio State, like all of these Big Ten teams, it's hit or miss. I think Ohio State gets the hit against Loyola Chicago and gets through to the next round. Yeah. I, uh, I don't agree with that. Um, <laughs> again, these big 10 teams just don't seem to appeal to me. Um, you know, Ohio state, I just, I, 
I don't know. I don't know how to how to feel about them. I just I'm not really high on these Big Ten teams. I think Sister Jean allows Loyola Chicago. I shouldn't say she allows them, but you know, <laughs> Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago, um, you know, push push past this first round and beat Ohio State. <laughs> uh, next, we've got Villanova and Delaware. Uh, Villanova. I'm gonna say, do we have to say much? Villanova discuss. easily. No. Uh, so moving on to the round of 32, starting from the bottom, we've got Villanova and I have Loyola Chicago. However, you have Ohio state. Um, I'm taking Villanova. I, I am pretty high on this Villanova team strictly because of Colin Gillespie. Any Jay Wright team is going to be dangerous. I think Villanova will get through Ohio state or Loyola Chicago without any issue. Yeah. Um, I also think Villanova is going to push through. Jay Wright's a very, uh, you know, very talented coach when it comes to the tournament. No matter who he goes up against, he'll take care of business. Next, we've got Tennessee and Colorado State. Again, Again building off of momentum. Tennessee, Tennessee, momentum, huge. Tennessee, one of the best teams in, in the tournament right now. Easily, easily taking care of business against Colorado State, I think. Very high. Yeah. And now we got Houston and Illinois. Well, I have Illinois and you have Chattanooga. Uh, I didn't load. Uh, I'm going to go with Houston. I think um, we've said it so many times with the Big Ten. I think Illinois, uh, or why did, I, why did I talk about the Big Ten? Damn, bro. Um, Chattanooga. I think the fire runs out for Chattanooga. They run into a strong defensive team in Houston, and I think Houston gets through without any issue. Yeah, Houston's a very good defensive team. I think we'll take care of business against Illinois. Yeah. Uh, and now Arizona and Seton Hall. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this game. I just think Arizona's – I think this is a different Arizona team than we've ever seen, um, a different Pac-12 team than we've ever seen because, like you said – these Pac-12 teams are not very historically great in the tournament, but I think Arizona is different this year. I don't know what it is about them. I just, I really like them. I'm going with Arizona. I'm going with Arizona as well um, to get through against Seton Hall and then face off against Houston. Um, again, Arizona, by far the best team in the Pac-12. Not by far. UCLA is pretty good. USC, both of them, but Arizona, there's a, there's a margin between them. Arizona gets through um, to the Sweet 16, and I think they'll get through Houston as well. Um, Arizona is one of the best teams offensively in the country, and it reaches a point where you've got the right talent. You've got the right mix of three ball, shooting in the paint, layup, everything mixed together with Arizona like Arizona has, um, and I don't think Houston's defense will be enough to stop that. Yeah, I think Arizona's offense is going to overmatch Houston. I just, again, like I said, this this Arizona team is different. They're going to take they're going to take this game, make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah, and then we've got Tennessee and Villanova. This is tough. This is a tough, tough game um, to decide, and I think that this game could very well happen as well. It's one of the most likely two three matchups that I think we'll see in March. I have Villanova. Um, just because of the leadership of Gillespie, the experience. There are still players on this team that were on the 2018 National Championship team. 
And to have that in your locker room is a huge, huge advantage that not many teams in the country have um, because of that. Take Villanova. Yeah, agreed. I just, I think Villanova has the experience. Simply put, uh, Tennessee's hot, but Villanova knows what it's like to play in this tournament. They know what the pressure is like. And I think they're going to make it to the Elite Eight as well to face Arizona. Yep. Now we're going to put that, that game, Arizona-Villanova, we're also going to put that one on pause because we got to go to the bottom of the bracket. So we're going we're gonna to look at the Midwest first. I mean, do we have to say much? Kansas. Kansas, Kansas Texas Kansas Southern, uh, Texas A&M. Hey, man, Corpus Christi. Look out for Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. They're going to make a run. No, uh, Kansas, yeah. Yeah, Kansas. Uh, and then we got San Diego State and Creighton. Um, I think Creighton is actually a very good team. Uh, and I'm taking them over San Diego State. I understand that Creighton is going to be a very uh, trendy pick right now after blowing out Providence and hanging tough with Villanova for the entire Big East uh, Conference championship game. But I'm taking San Diego State. And they had a tough loss against Boise State in the Mountain West Conference final. And this San Diego State team gives up the least points per game in the entire country. They are very strong on the defensive end. I think that gets them through to Creighton. And I'll talk more about them to look around. Franklin and Nett, very high on the San Diego State team. Uh, yeah. Uh, now we've got Iowa and Richmond. I think Iowa um, is also one of the hottest teams in the country right now, just like Tennessee getting through the Big Ten. I thought the five seed was a little bit low. I thought they could have been on the four line. Um, and Richmond, I don't think they should have been at 12. I thought that was a little bit high for them. I'm taking Iowa without really any problems for them. Yeah, you know, I've been talking down on the Big Ten, but Iowa is hot right now, and I know that for a fact. And we talk about momentum all the time. Iowa taking care of business. Yeah. Uh, next we've got Providence coming off of a tough loss in South Dakota state. You're speaking of a tough loss. Tough loss is an understatement. They got thwacked in the <laughs> big East tournament. Providence is playing some of their worst basketball of the year at the worst time to do it. And South Dakota state, they've got the longest winning streak in the country right now. They've won, I think 22 games and they are shooting nearly 45% from three, which is the best of any team since 1993-94 Indiana. We have not seen a team that shoots this well from the perimeter in nearly 30 years. And again, hottest team in the country in terms of winning streak, South Dakota State pulls the upset on Providence. Wow. Wow. I don't know. It they have got a lot of good numbers there. going for them, statistically speaking. Um, next, we've got LSU and Iowa State. I talk about. The I SEC. hate this game. I hate this game. I know. I I, I do it. as well, actually. But I talk about the SEC so much. I just I think LSU will take it. But again, such a tough matchup. You know, you really don't know who's going to win this one. LSU will be without their head coach, Will Wade, due to, I think, recruiting violations. They've got an interim head coach for this game. And before the bracket came out and I was looking at teams, I had LSU on upset watch and I hated Iowa State. 
whoever they played, I was picking the other team to beat them. And it is so infuriating to me that the two of them are playing each other and I have to pick one of them. And because of the issues with LSU and their head coaching situation, I'm taking Iowa State. I want nothing to do with Iowa State. This game will be 48 to 46, biggest snooze fest of the entire tournament. Don't even bother watching this game. I'm sorry to people that have to watch it, but I'll take Iowa State due to issues with LSU. All right. Uh, next, we've got Wisconsin and Colgate. Um, I think this Colgate team's good. They gave Arkansas a run for their money in last year's tournament in the first round. Um, I don't think they break through against Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin borderline two, three, they're a little all over the place, but I'll take Wisconsin to get through against uh, Colgate. Yeah, agreed. I'm going to take Wisconsin over this Colgate team. I just don't think Colgate will have enough to beat them. Next, we've got USC against Miami. Now, I'm quietly, I'm quietly excited for this game. I think both of these teams have the right ingredients to pull off an upset and to be one of those Cinderella weird teams that make it to the Elite Eight slash Final Four. I'm taking USC. Um, I think they are a significantly more talented team than people realize. They lost to UCLA in the Pac-12 semifinal um, I think USC can make some noise in this tournament. I think they'll get by Miami. Now, I'm actually the opposite. I think Miami was playing very well in the ACC tournament. I think they've got a lot of momentum on their side. They've actually played very well at the end of this season. Um, this Miami team is, is weird. It's, it really is when you watch them. Uh, I think they have like a 5-10 guard. But... I just, I like them. I think they've been playing very well and I'm going with them over USC. And next, you know, we really don't have to talk about this. Auburn is taking this over Jacksonville state. It's not even close. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's not even close. Um, Jacksonville state is very good on the offensive end. Auburn's going to win by 15, 20. But if you look at halftime and you see Jacksonville state's only down by six or seven, don't be surprised by that. They do match up surprisingly well. They obviously don't have the talent to compete with Auburn, but they match up, match up a little bit. It's a good okay. two seed for them as the 15, but Auburn, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got Auburn against Miami next and Auburn's taking this. I talk about how good the SEC is literally every single time we see an SEC team. Um, I was high on Auburn going into this tournament and you know, this number two seed is not a joke. Jabari Smith is a great player and will play very well in this tournament. He's got a chip on his shoulder after that SEC tournament. So I think that's going to, I think it's going to drive them. For me with the driving, it depends on how Auburn plays against Jacksonville state because they just lost to the SEC tournament. They lost in their first game. They're cold going into this tournament. So if they can come out firing against Jacksonville State and carry that into a game against USC specifically, because USC is a bit more on the talented, talented side than Miami, mainly with Isaiah Mobley. If USC, is, USC gets through against Miami and Auburn comes out flat against Jacksonville State and they're not truly themselves, I think USC can take advantage of that and pull the upset. 
Okay. But I'm going to assume Auburn pulls it together. Bruce Pearl is a fantastic coach. They'll come out firing against Jacksonville State. They'll make it through to the Sweet 16 and beat USC or Miami, whoever they face. All right. Well, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, we've got Wisconsin and LSU next. Well, you have Iowa State. I have LSU. I'm going Wisconsin. Wisconsin's winning. Um, I, I think want, no matter, again, I hate this. Say, yeah, I think, I, hate. No, I think no matter who makes it to that spot, neither team is talented enough. I think Wisconsin takes it. Yeah, Wisconsin without any issue. Um, here we've got Iowa against – I've got Providence. You have that South Dakota State upset. South Dakota State, baby. Um, Iowa State, very hot. Providence, very cold. You know, complete opposites. I think Iowa's going to take care of business and Providence stops there. I think I agree. Um, South Dakota State, Iowa – that's that's not the matchup South Dakota State wants. You do not want to be facing one of the top offensive teams in the country if you're South Dakota State. And Iowa is one of those teams. And Iowa's playing their best basketball of the year right now. I think Iowa gets through to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, I completely echo that. Um, now we've got Kansas and Creighton. Or for me, Kansas and San Diego State, and I'm saying it right now, San Diego State will pull the upset on Kansas. And here is why. Strictly one reason, or a couple of reasons, but pretty much one overarching theme. Kansas's defense is terrible, and they rely on their offense. San Diego State has a fantastic defense, the best in the country, as a matter of fact, in a strong Mountain West conference. And their offense is suitable. It, it gets the job done. Meaning, if San Diego State can stop Kansas when they are when Kansas is on offense, their offense isn't going to have issue scoring points on Kansas. That's not going to be the problem. If their defense plays to their potential and plays how they should, San Diego State will pull the upset on Kansas. I am confident. I'm. Not, I'll say confident. I'm confident in it. I'll say it. San Diego okay. State, the Aztecs. Okay. I, see, I don't mind that just because I feel like Kansas has a record of being ranked very high and performing very low. And they flop. Yeah, performing very low. Um, yep. I don't mind that. I do have Kansas beating Creighton, though. Uh, I think that they're going to move on. Um, I think they're a good team this year. I just, you know, I, th I, I just – I have this gut feeling. I think – Kansas goes goes pretty pretty far. Uh, so in our Sweet 16 matchup in the Midwest, I have Kansas and Iowa, and I'm going with Kansas over Iowa. I think Iowa's hot streak stops when they face Kansas. Um, Ochai Abachi is just playing very well right now. Uh, I think that Kansas will get it done, and I think they'll make it on to the Elite Eight. I'm going to concur with Iowa's hot streak ending to San Diego State. I think they keep the ball rolling. Again, this is a perfect matchup for San Diego State. Iowa is one of the best offensive teams. Their defense ranks around the 100s. They're very, very poor on the defensive end. This is exactly what San Diego State wants. If their defense plays how they should, they'll pull it off. They'll get through Iowa and head off to the Elite Eight as the eight seed. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. 
Anything can happen in March. Um, we've got Auburn and Wisconsin up on, on the other game, the other matchup here. Um, I talked high on Auburn. I'm still going to talk high on them. Jabari Smith, great player. Auburn will get it done and face Kansas in the, in the Elite Eight. I'm going to go with the opposite, and I'm going to take Wisconsin, um, strictly because of the past history with some of these Wisconsin teams. They come out of nowhere unexpected, and they make a bit of a run. And Auburn, down the stretch, has been a little shaky coming in cold into the tournament. Um, I think the break, because you have to rest for four or five days between the round of 32 and the Sweet 16, I think that'll hurt them. Um, They might come out flat against a Wisconsin team. That's pretty strong on the defensive end. I think Wisconsin gets by setting up the San Diego State Wisconsin Elite Eight matchup for me. All right, so we don't even have these the same Elite Eight in the Midwest at all. No, sir. No, we do not. That's what makes it great. <laughs> That's what makes it great. Well, we're gonna again sit on these Elite Eight matchups. We'll come back. We'll come back. But now we've got our final region. We got the East, starting off. Baylor and Norfolk State. I mean, again, these one in sixteen matchups. It's not a UMBC run here. I think Baylor gets it done. Yeah, we don't. We can move on to the next. North Carolina and Marquette. This this is a toss up for me as well. Both of them have beaten a number of good teams throughout the season. Um, I've got Marquette. I just think it's a toss up. I'm taking Marquette 50-50. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it is definitely 50-50. But I think that I'm going with North Carolina here. Uh, I, get I get it. I just think this North Carolina team is good. But, you know, anything could happen. Uh, 50-50 completely in that game. No one knows. Now we've got St. Mary's against Wyoming or Indiana. That game's tonight. I think Indiana will pull it out. Um, but I still think St. Mary's will win as they've beaten Gonzaga. They've made a name for themselves in the college basketball world by being the team that beats Gonzaga once every two years. I don't think they'll have any issue or problem with Indiana slash Wyoming, most likely Indiana. St. Mary's will get through. Yeah, I think uh, St. Mary's is, I mean, they're, they're out of five, so I can't really say underrated, but I still think that they're underrated. Uh, I think they're a good team. Um Again, beat Gonzaga this year, top team ranked in the entire tournament. Uh, they're not a team to mess around with. I just think St. Mary's will pull it off here. Now yeah. we've got UCLA against Akron. The Zips, the Zips, baby. No, I'm taking UCLA. Um, UCLA played a very tough game with Arizona down to the last couple of minutes. Um, They were leading uh, maybe at the end of the first half. They had a lead for a large chunk of the game. Um, They'll get through Akron without any issue. Yeah, I mean, UCLA, it's almost the same exact team that they had last year for the Final Four run. So I think think they're going to win. That's a huge part of it as well, experience. Yeah. We'll get into that more, though. (laughs) Now we've got Texas against Virginia Tech. and Hokies, baby. I'm I'm taking it now. I'm very high on the Hokies. As am I. As Take am the I. hokey flyer. Take the hokey flyer. Um, I want to I wanna give a shout out to Storm Murphy, point guard, transferred from Wofford to Virginia Tech. That guy is a beast. Shout out to the six foot 
180 pound guys making me proud. Um, they've got speed. They shoot the three ball. Well, they've got size. Virginia tech does a lot of things very well. And they'll pull off the upset against a Texas team that lost in the, in their first game, the sec tour or the uh, big 12 tournament. They're cold. Virginia tech's hot. This Virginia Hopefully. tech team won their first ACC conference championship ever this year. Yeah. Not only that, they beat Duke going on Coach K's final year in the ACC tournament. That's yep. impressive. That shows it something. Is. And I think it shows that Virginia Tech is that team and that they'll pull this out. Uh, yeah. Next, we've got Purdue and Yale. Um, I'm a big fan of the Ivy League teams each year, um, and specifically Yale. I watched the Ivy League championship game. Um, they shoot the three ball very well, I'll acknowledge, but Purdue is too good on the offensive end. Yale doesn't match up well defensively. Um, I'll take Purdue without any I problem. Will, I will also be taking Purdue. You know, you love to see the Ivy League teams, but I just don't think that they're going to pull it off this year, neither of them. Um, I think Purdue takes it. Now we've got, I think this one's a toss-up as well, literal toss-up, Murray it State is. against San it Francisco. Is. And when I was talking about LSU and Iowa State and how I wanted any other two teams to face each other, I'm the exact same way with Murray State and San Francisco. Either of them could have won a game, and it really irritates me that the committee put the two of them up against each other. I think both of them have Cinderella potential. San Francisco's style of play on defense, Murray State's one of the hottest teams in the country, second longest winning streak in the country. They went 30-2. and two. Um, won the Ohio Valley Conference Championship, um, and then they face each other. I'm taking San Francisco. Murray State could easily win this game. It's very, very unfortunate that they're playing each other, though. I really didn't know who to take in this game, and I'm still flip-flopping back and forth because brackets aren't locked yet. San Francisco went nose-to-nose with Gonzaga, and that's what's really holding me back because – like from not taking them because San Francisco, I mean, not a lot of teams can do that. And San Francisco showed how tough of a team they were in that, in that Western conference. Um, you know, I, it's a toss up right now. I keep going back and forth. Either team could win this. I currently have Murray state though. I currently have Murray state taking it. Right. Um, next we have Kentucky and St. Peter's Kentucky. I don't really have I'd like, I'd like to say that the, the St. Peter's Peacocks, best mascot, Peacocks, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Ken, Kentucky by 30, not really. <laughs> 100%. Not much to say. Uh, so Kentucky against either Murray State or San Francisco, Kentucky. Um, you know, both of those teams are very talented, very good, can face against good teams. But I talk about the SEC so, so much. And Kentucky is literally the staple of the SEC. They show – they literally are the grittiness and toughness of the conference, and I just – I think they're going to pull it out. I think they got the win. I think Kentucky, if they had won the SEC tournament, they would have been a one seed. They would have knocked Baylor out of that last one seed. Um, this Kentucky team is very strong. I don't think they'll run into much trouble with either San Francisco or Murray State. They'll be through. Uh, now we've got Virginia Tech and Purdue. 
Now, I, I like him. I'm going Virginia Tech. You know, Hokies, the, uh, baby, Hokum, let's go, let's go. They've got a lot of um, momentum. They've got a lot of momentum coming into this tournament. They, like I said, they beat one of the best teams in the nation in Duke, in one of the most important games of Duke's, you know, Duke season. So, I think Virginia Tech gets it. I am huge on defense, as I've said a number of times. Purdue is one of the worst defensive teams in the entire tournament this year. Virginia Tech is going to exploit that. Virginia Tech is pretty average at both offense and defense. That's plenty. They're top 60 in both categories. I think that'll be enough. They've got the momentum. They're going to push through past Purdue and move to the Sweet 16. Um, now we've got St. Mary's. And I UCLA. Uh, I think the St. Mary's team is gritty. I think they're very, very sneaky, even though they're put at a five seed. And I think they're going to beat this experienced UCLA team. Um, they know what it. They know what it takes to beat a good team after beating Gonzaga. And I think they'll have what it takes to beat UCLA. I think sneaky is a great word to describe them because a lot of people are very high on UCLA, largely due to the majority of that team coming back from last year's Final Four run. A number of people think they can make the Elite Eight, if not even the Final Four. But this this St. Mary's team, they've they've got that it factor to them, and we've seen it this season. And because of that it, I'm taking St. Mary's over UCLA. Great pick. Great pick there. Um, now we've got Baylor against either North Carolina or Marquette. Literal 50-50 matchup there. Um, I think Baylor's going to beat whoever's in that spot right there. I think either of those teams could give Baylor some trouble due to the injuries that Baylor has suffered this year. Um, they're not really recent injuries, and they've been able to adapt to it, which is a very convenient occurrence for them. But I do think I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if North Carolina or, or Marquette pulled off this upset. I'm taking Baylor, but it's it's something to watch. If you're if you're if you want to pick an eight one or a nine over one, I would consider that one. Yeah, see, I think that they're going to give them trouble, but I just I don't think it'll be enough to actually you know pull out the win. So I just think Baylor is going to going to ultimately get the win. Yeah. Uh, so we got Baylor and St. Mary's which I've been going back and forth on this matchup actually, because I like St. Mary's a lot and I really don't know how high I am on Baylor. Um, Baylor's a great team. I don't want to say anything about that, but I'm, I just want to say that St. Mary's knows how to beat great teams. Uh, St. Mary's is going to play them very tough and I'm prepared for that, but I think Baylor will win this game. I'm taking Baylor as well. I'm going to get into a reason of why I'm taking Baylor and why I'm taking all of my uh, teams for a specific reason, four specific teams to be exact, why I'm taking them. Um, I'm taking Baylor over St. Mary's. I think the magic runs out for them. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Um, Now we've got Virginia Tech against Kentucky. Now, Virginia Tech is very hot, very good team but are they physical and gritty enough to play with Kentucky? I don't think so. I think Kentucky's great. I think Kentucky will overpower them. I think Kentucky makes it to the elite eight. There's some bias with me, just liking Storm Murphy so much. Hokies, 
Hokies going to the Elite Eight, 11 seed Virginia Tech. And I say that because I don't have the exact statistic, but a double digit seed makes it to the Elite Eight almost every year for the last 10 years. It is very common. I think Virginia Tech will be that team this year that is a double digit seed and can make it to the Elite Eight. Okay. Okay. Saying it now. So we've set our Elite Eight matchups. However, you know, we talked about a majority of the bracket. We talked about a lot of it, actually. Basically most of it. Um, but, you know, one of the best things to talk about in March are the upsets. It's and what makes March madness, madness, quite frankly. It, it is. It's what makes it the madness. And uh, to talk about that, we actually brought in a special guest to chat with us about upsets and some teams that he thinks he likes this year. We've got Casey Poirier, our fellow Syracuse, Syracuse friends. Uh, he's from Boston, Massachusetts. So he's a terrible sports fan. Um, Casey, welcome on. Just on human, for all. Welcome on in. Well, um, I was going to say thank you for having me on until, you know, that low blow right there, but uh, no, thank you guys. Um, I'm a huge fan. Actually, I am a huge fan of the, <laughs> of the podcast i'm, I'm kind of I'm very forced, glad. forced very to glad. listen from the room from the room over but um i actually on my drive back home into go one um he's committed podcast. what a guy what thank a guy. you and i am I, i'm a fan so i'm glad that you guys i'm very happy you guys asked me on and now you guys know how much i love love to pick upsets when i'm when i'm betting so you do you love know, upsets upset when you're betting Yes, you're all for the you're all for the Cinderella stories in March. So, I want to hear it. Who are who are some of the some of your favorite teams to go on these Cinderella runs? Did you agree? Actually, I'm kind of mad at Wally because he he picked some of my my picks already. I am huge on the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. I am huge on them. I have Virginia Tech going to the Final Four. So oh, that's wow. why I was just shaking my head. Final four, yes. Um, because I was just shaking my head because Wally was just going on about them, and I thought that was my job right now. So apologies. Great minds right. think alike, right. though. And um, before I get into s- specific teams, I want to run down the list. First off, all the one seeds, I think they're safe. Uh, you guys already went into that, so I don't think there'll be any UMBC. Um. Not this games year. like that this year. Um, two seeds, same way. Um, also, I'm I get. I know you guys are big CBS guys. I'm talking about brackets. I'm an ESPN guy, and what I noticed this year, filling out my brackets, they have a lot of facts about the seedings and, and matchups between, um, for example, like two fifteen, two verse fifteen. So I have some facts from ESPN here to back up some of my claims. So two seeds are 135 and nine against 15 seeds, but five of those nine losses have come in the past nine tournaments. So if you want to pick a 15 seed, I don't see Delaware beating Villanova. I don't see Jacksonville state beating Auburn. I don't see CSU Fullerton beating Duke. If you're going to go with one, I guess St. Peter's over Kentucky would go with, we're going with the Peacocks. I'm, I'm not saying go with them. I'm saying if you're going to pick like a 15 that. seed over the two, it's St. Peter's. Why? St. Peter's is, is coming in on a hot streak. They've won seven straight. 
And Kentucky, not that great in big games this year. They're three and six against top 25 teams this year. So I don't know if they're really made for, for the dance this year. <clears throat> and now I wanted to get into some of some of the reasons why I picked, again, like Celt uh, South Dakota State and Virginia Tech. First of all, South Dakota State, I think, is a terrible matchup for Providence. You guys have already talked about this. Um, Providence is extremely slow-paced, which is awful going against San Diego State because San Diego State scores 86.7 points per game. Um, they're also the second most in the country yeah. as well. The only team so that scores they, more is Gonzaga. The only mm -hmm. team that scores more is Gonzaga. Like you said they're a great three-point shooting team. They have everything that you want for a Cinderella team. Mm -hmm. I, I also have them getting past Iowa in the second round be because of those reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, now into Virginia Tech. I, um, the re main reason why I think they're going to the final four is because I don't think that they'll even have to go past the number one or number two seed in their, in their bracket. I think Baylor is going to fall to UNC in the second round. Here's mm. why. Again, more stats from ESPN if you filled out your, your bracket on ESPN. Very, very much superior. The defending champs have all been eliminated in the first or second round in the past four tournaments. Obviously, Baylor won last year. Um, there hasn't been a repeat champion since Florida in 2007. And since then, no defending champ has even made it past the Sweet 16. So defending champs um, do not bode well uh, in the tournament. So that's why I think UN, UNC could easily bounce them in the second round. So that's why I don't think Virginia Tech will have to go through Baylor. And I don't think they'll have to go through Kentucky because like what you guys said about they have to face the winner of Murray State or San Francisco. I've got Murray State. And Murray State is 30-2, and two, and they're on a 20-game win streak. They are one of the hottest teams in the, in the nation. I absolutely think that they can get past Kentucky. So I think Virginia Tech has could have a relatively easy road to get to the Final Four. So I think they're definitely a big upset there. Also, Finn, or Jake, sorry, you, you called one of my other upsets, New Mexico State over UConn. And the reason behind this is because um, there have been 36 – tournaments in this format with 64 teams dating back to 1985 I, I believe was the first one yes so at least one number 12 seed has beat a number five seed in 31 of 36 tournaments so I I filled out my bracket and then I saw some of these stats and I I went back and the, I picked I think New Mexico State has probably the best chance of doing that like um I forget some of the other matchups like St. Mary's. I don't think they're going down the first round. I don't think Iowa's going down in the first round. I, I um, forget the other five seed. Uh, forgive me. But yeah. Um, UAB and Houston was one of them, but I don't think Houston will. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't see Houston going down. I'm actually very high on Houston this year, too. Um, and we'll, we'll, I can get into, into Houston more later. Just a little sneak peek. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm hmm. Um, also be, I think you should be wary of the four versus 13 matchups. Um, because again, more stats in 26 of 36 tournaments, um, 
Oh, crap. Sorry, I messed up. You're good. So, wait, hang on. While, while I do that, I want to pull up my bracket. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I think that we should be wary of the four versus 13 matchups because the third, at least one 13 seed has beat a four seed in 26 of 36 tournaments. And then in the past three tournaments, eight of the 12 matchups have been single digits or have been decided by single digits. So that also bodes well for South Dakota State. Um, they're, they're my 13 seed. I don't think any of the other 13 seeds really have a chance against a four seed. Um, like, I don't think Akron is beating UCLA. No, I don't think so either. I think UCLA has way too much experience. Um, but Wally also predicted that South Dakota State, that South Dakota State upset against Providence. So, mm-hmm. you know, something to look out for. You might want to look into it. You might want to look into changing that one. Uh, I don't know. Jake, I don't know sir. about that. We'll have to, we'll have to wait for thought. But Casey, we really do appreciate all of those stats. We'll, we'll bring you back in in a second here. You know, we've got. Thank you. Got a, got a little bit a little bit more to talk about here. We got to predict our champions. We got to talk about what's going on with the final four. So, we've got the elite eight. Wally, we're gonna actually go in reverse this time. We're gonna start in the east. I've got Baylor against yeah. Kentucky, and I think Kentucky makes it to the final four. I've got Baylor versus Virginia Tech, and I'm taking Baylor. And now I'm going to jump in to my historical trends data that the entire world will find very, very interesting. Um, Let me pull up the document real quick. All right, I did this research. I've been doing research on March Madness since November, trying to work out trends and national champions, final fours, anything that I can get my hands on. And this is what I came up with. Dating back to 2010, so the last 10 Final Fours, every Final Four has featured at least one team with an A in their name, at least two teams that have an I in their head coach's name, at least one team won their conference tournament, at least one team is outside of the top top 30 in shooting percentage. At least one team had a sub 80% winning percentage. At least one team or two, but not more than that, started 10 and 0 at the start of the season. They reached 10 and 0 or better. And finally, one team failed to reach 6 and 0 to start the season. So those are seven different criteria. And I punched out all of the numbers for every team seated 1 through 11 to create final fours because I, the highest seed that's made the final four is an 11 seed. Went all the way back and I punched it out and only three combinations fit. Three combinations in the entire bracket fit the three requirements due to a couple of asterisks, asterisks with other teams, which I'll get into. And the, uh, the, four, the three, the three um, different combinations. I'll say them all right now, and then I'll mention my favorite one. That's it. Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas, and Seton Hall. Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, and San Diego State, and Gonzaga, Baylor, Tennessee, and San Diego State. 
So I'm taking Baylor because they fulfill the 10 and 0 requirement. The two other teams that fulfill the 10 and 0 requirement, actually the only, the one other team that's seated one through, uh, one through five is Arizona. And Arizona, due to, based on science and history and trends, will not make the final four because no team that started the season in the AP poll unranked and finished as a one slash two seed in the tournament has ever made the final four. That is Arizona. It has never happened. I'm not going against history because of that Arizona won't make the final four. And because of that, Arizona can't be 10 is 10 and 0 that knocks them out. Meaning the only team that fits that requirement is Baylor because of that Baylor will make it to the final four. Wally, I love your stats. I love when you bring them in, but I really just don't understand how having an I in my, in my name can, you know, decide if I'm going to make the I'm final not, four. I'm not saying it decides it. I'm not saying it's decided. That is, that is a fact. The last 10 tournaments, hate on it all you want. The last 10 tournaments have had two coaches with an I in their name. I'm not saying it's normal. I'm not saying it means anything, but that's a fact. And all I'm right, going to base right, I'm, the data that I can find that matches the last 10 tournaments. All right. That's I'm not, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not fighting your stats. I like your stats. Just a little bit, just a little bit weird to me, but uh, all right. So we've got, we've got a, a little dispute there. Uh, you know, we're going to go to Midwest now. I've got Kansas and Auburn facing off. And I'm going to take Auburn. I think Jabari Smith said it so many times before. This Auburn team is good. They're very good. And this Kansas team, like we said, falls flat a lot. Uh, I think Auburn will take care of business here. Make it to the final four. Um, I also would like to go back to with my formula. I base it off of there being three seeds that are seeded four or higher and one seed that is five or lower. That is what nine of the out of the last 10 final fours have featured minus 2012. It is very normal for every final four to have approximately two ones, a two or a three, and a, a team that I refer to as a weirdo team, a wonky team that has very little reason to be there. Because of that, Baylor will be the 10 and 0 team as the one seed, San Diego State. I'm taking San Diego State over Wisconsin to make it to the final four, largely due to them filling this requirement in the formula. But at the same time, every reason I've listed on why I'm so high on them, I'm taking San Diego State to be the second team in my final four. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that, I guess. Um, next, we've got Arizona and Villanova. You already said you don't like Arizona, right? I don't, I don't dislike, I don't dislike Arizona. History dislikes Arizona. Not to mention, no winner of the Pac-12 tournament has made the Final Four since UCLA in 2008. So that as well is against Arizona. Okay. Carry okay, on. but you know what? I like Arizona. So I'm going with Arizona over Villanova. I get it. And they're going into my I Final Four. I get it. And because of everything I outlined, I'm taking Villanova. I'm doing the opposite. I think I'd do think Arizona is more than qualified to make the Final Four, but I am very big on history, statistics, data. Because of that, I cannot pick Arizona, and I'm taking Villanova. All right. 
So our last matchup, Gonzaga, I have Alabama. I am going with Alabama. Or no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Go- sorry. I'm going with Gonzaga. I, I, I was going to say, wow, man, that's a bold pick. You're pretty nonchalant about it, too. I apologize. I, like I, I, I completely zoned out there. No, I'm going with Gonzaga, of course. Yes, I'm going with Gonzaga as well. They round out the requirement for my final four formula. Um, so my final four specifically go on record because it fulfills this requirement. Is Baylor playing Gonzaga and San Diego State playing Villanova. All right. Well, I've got Gonzaga facing Kentucky and Arizona facing Auburn. Now, before we actually choose, you know, our, our championship game, our, our winner, you know, the big, the big ticket, who's taking it home. We're going to bring Casey back in for one, one more time. We got to find out who do we think the, like our favorite teams are to win this, which will kind of, you know, get into our final four discussion here. So Casey, thanks for having me back, guys. Of course. Who who are your who are your top three teams that you're thinking are, are the best? Start start out with three. We'll start three. We'll each list our number three. Okay. Well, can I ask for permission for one honorable mention before I get into the top three? Go ahead. Of course. Okay. So my honorable mention, I mentioned them earlier, is Houston. Reason why is because, as Wally said earlier, he's been going on on about defense. Defense, defense, defense. And besides South Dakota State, I think Houston has the best defense in the tourney, holding teams to under 60 points per game, specifically 58.9. Reason why I, one reason why I don't think that they, reason why I don't have them higher, excuse me, is because they've only faced one top 25 team. That was Wisconsin and they lost. So other than that, my third, third pick is Gonzaga. Ooh, third. You're going Gonzaga at three. Going Gonzaga at three. And the wow. reason why is because the number one overall team in the in the entire country hasn't won the tournament since Louisville nine years ago. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, my number three is Arizona. Um, you know, the Pac-12 is not historically great. In, the, in this final four, in this championship. But I, I think this Arizona team is different. I've said this. They're, they're very good. If you just watch them, they're, like, they're so different from any other Arizona or Pac-12 team we've seen, in my opinion. Um, I just think they're going to break, break the barrier, break the criteria this year that Wally has been telling us these past couple weeks. And uh, I think that, you know, they're, they're my number three pick. I'm not fully confident in them, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they did it. My number three pick is from that same region, and that is Villanova. Um, I think Villanova-Arizona will be a fantastic game, and for all the reasons I've outlined with Villanova, um, senior leadership, experience, Jay Wright, three ball, they've got it all. They've got the tools. I think Villanova is definitely a championship contender. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, Casey, who's your number two? My number two is actually Villanova. So that transitioned very okay, well. Perfect. But for all the reasons you just said, um, you know, Jay Wright, incredible coach, very experienced. And then also they are this year, they're eight and five against top 25 teams. So they, they 
faced a lot of top 25 teams and they've beaten them most of the time. So even the players are very experienced when it comes to big, big time games this year. Okay. Okay. Well, my number two team is Auburn. Uh, I've been talking so highly on how good the SEC is this year. Um, I really think that this Auburn team is great. I think Jabari Smith is great. I think this offense is great. And I think this, this Auburn team is just gritty and tough. And I have them in my championship game. I have them beating Arizona. And I just think that, you know, they're, they're my, they're my second favorite team to win this, win this uh, tournament. My number two is Kentucky. And I'm going to get into some more science and research data as to why. So dating back to 2001, so the last 20 national championships, there are a number of trends that fit every national champion for the last 20 years. I'm gonna list all of them off, dating back to 2001. The team had a win streak of seven games or more. They started eight and two or better. They were 16 and four or better. They were top 11 in the preseason AP poll or they were unranked. They improved in their ranking and from their preseason poll to week 18, the last week, or they stayed the same. Their scoring differential was better than 7.9 points per game, and their strength of schedule was better than 23rd. They had a top 23 hardest schedule in terms of strength of schedule. With that, five teams in this year's tournament fit those requirements. One of them is Gonzaga. One of them is Arizona, who's ineligible due to reasons I've listed. One of them is Kansas, who is ineligible due to San Diego State taking over them with the Final Four formula. And one of them is Baylor. Baylor is ineligible because no team has ever won the national championship and lost their first conference tournament game. It has never happened, meaning Baylor will get to the Final Four, but history says they're not winning the championship. And that fifth team is Kentucky. There's nothing wrong with Kentucky. That's how the, the bottle drops. That's how the apple falls from the tree. Kentucky is my second favorite. All right. Now, Casey, who have you chosen to win this entire tournament? I really hate to say it. And I, I think because it's his last year coaching, wow. I think, uh, I know, I know. I think that the NCAA will rig it. I think Duke will win because wow. of that. Wow. I do, but also, in all seriousness, they have three incredible players with Paolo Benchero, uh, AJ Griffin, and your your guy's favorite, Marky Mark. Marky, <laughs> Marky Mark. Mark Williams. Yes, sir. Yep, so he's an absolute beast. Um, but all three of them are beasts, and they're going to make noise in, in the NBA as well. But they, just with that talent alone, and then you have – the best coach in college basketball on his last year. NCAA has already, you know, given them special treatment just based off their seating and sure. where they put them in the That's tournament. I, I think that I think that if they're if they don't win on their own, they might get some help from the from the NCAA or the refs. All right. We're not going we're not going on record saying that it, that it's rigged, but you know. We could we could have I our am. opinions here. Casey uh, is Casey's I not am. officially I'm associated going on with the yeah, Casey's podcast. Actually. He's not he's not a regular but. host. So, um, <laughs> uh, for my number one, my overall champion, I'm going Gonzaga. 
Uh, this Gonzaga team, so good. They've been, you know, chasing this chasing this championship for years now, and they've been so great. Um, I think this is the team to do it. Drew Timmy, you know, he was there last year. He showed a lot of experience. Chet Holmgren, he's just so good. You, you really can't deny that. Chet is great. And they've got so many great, you know, role players, I guess you could say they're role players, but like they're stars. Like these players are stars. Like they're great. And this team is great. And they're going to, they're going to push for a championship. So I'm picking Gonzaga. I am also picking Gonzaga for my number one. I'm going to explain why. Um, Here we go. If you want, if you, if you want to chop off, you don't want to go back to 2001, go back to 2008 or no, 2007, I like 2007. Every national champion since 2007 has all of of the traits that I listed off. This last 14 national champions. All of the traits I've listed off, plus they started five and oh, or better. That eliminates uh, Kentucky and Kansas. Neither of them made it to five and oh. And that leaves Gonzaga, Arizona, and Baylor. Baylor and Arizona aren't eligible due to reasons I've outlined meaning only Gonzaga. Gonzaga is the only team in the entire NCAA tournament that matches every single national champion for the last 14 years. And people bring up facts that are 30 out of 32, 31 out of 32. This is 100% for the last 14 years. No one else fits. And because of that, I'm taking Gonzaga. I'd also like to point out with Duke, the only thing that was wrong with Duke was their strength of schedule. And that's because the ACC was not what it normally is this year. That hurt Duke. Mm-hmm. Because of that, Gonzaga is my prediction. They're the strongest team. I'd like to say one more thing that I think I've brought up in a past episode. But the a one seed has won, the national has won the tournament four times in a row. The previous three times that that had happened since 1985, a one seed or a three seed one. Those are the only two seeds that have won. Meaning this year, using trends, it'll be a one seed or a three seed. That's all that that is available. Gonzaga is a one. Every box is checked for Gonzaga. I am so high on the Bulldogs, plus everything you mentioned, Jake, in terms of raw basketball ability not even to do with these weird intricate facts <laughs> gonzaga history speaking gonzaga is going to win the national championship gonzaga will be your champion unless the ncaa rigs it per casey for <laughs> they will <laughs> um but we are in store for a crazy crazy march a crazy tournament i'm excited for this to start I know you guys are excited for this to start. Casey, I want to thank you for coming on the show this week. It was a pleasure having you, having your upsets this week, even though you did end up picking Duke, which I don't really like, but we loved having you. Hey, I didn't like it either, but um, thank you guys for having me. Uh, This was a blast. Um, I, I can't wait to listen to future episodes. Of course, and we'd love to have you back on in the future. Wally? What do we got for the people? What should they do? Where should they follow us? 
They should hit us up on at Slinging Sports on Instagram. There's some baller content on that social media platform. And fly on over with the little birdie to Twitter. Hit us up there at underscore sports. There's some great tweets going on there. And <laughs> that's that's it. That's it for this week. That's it. Um, that's it for this week. Everyone, I wish, enjoy I wish March every March. listener. I, I wish every listener best of luck with their bracket. I hope they learn something from today's episode that they can use in their own bracket. Um, I wish you the best. It's the best time of the year. Soak it all up. Enjoy it. We'll see you this guys next week. Truly is one of the best part of sports. Cannot wait to talk about the tournament ongoing in next week's episode. See you guys.